Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to talk about what is saving our creative lives. This one's going to be a good one, folks. Yes. (laughs) But before we get into that, let's talk about our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? Well, we are at the very end of the school year. So we are in the last week of school. Last week was technically the last week. This week's testing and stuff like that. So, yes, but it's also end of the school year as far as events and um, activities and all of that. So y'all know what that's like. It's crazy busy time, lots of stuff going on. Uh, and I'm also planning ahead for the summer. So I've got my summer reading challenge that I always do. Um, coming up, I'm relaunching my book club, and I have um, summer reading with my library, and <laughs> all the reading things, which are so exciting and I love doing. And I also am thinking through what projects I'm going to work on this summer. So um, I do have a little bit more time when I'm not teaching school. Um, So I try to be very intentional with that time and work on some bigger projects, but I also have things that I want to be teaching my kids this summer and taking advantage of the summertime to kind of give them some lessons that they've been wanting that it's hard to work in to the school year. So it's just finding a way to balance all those things and figure out what I'm going to focus on and what we're going to do together and all of that. So that's kind of where my creative mind is these days, trying to get a plan in place and figure out how we're going to make this summer work. So, (laughs) so what about you? Tell me about your creative week. Oh, I am doing a lot of creative things. I'm just not writing about them. (laughs) This is an interesting time period for my full-time job. And it is a chance for us to like redo all of our promotional paper items, um, our giveaway items. There is something that's never been done before in the admissions office at my university that deals with graduate students. And so um, two days ago, I decided that I was going to give every single graduate a gift. There's like 950 of them. So, oh, like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I just... <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Actually, I do know what I was thinking, and it's a very good idea. Like, the whole idea of it is very, very good. I just wish I would have had it two months ago instead of two days ago. But (laughs) here we are. (laughs) And uh, and it's all going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. I'm I'm having to make some creative decisions. And it's a lot of fun, um, but it's also, like, really taxing on your brain. So when I get home, I'm just, like, like, mentally exhausted. But um, I'm still getting to hang out with the kiddos and work on the homework. And my eldest son got, 
I don't know if you like, like he auditioned for the talent show and he got it like at school. So he gets to be a kid who like presents at the talent show. And so he's super geeked about it. Um, He did it. He practiced and auditioned and everything without me even knowing. And so the music teacher goes to my church and she was like, Hey, have Clay told you the news yet? This was um, on a Wednesday. And I was like, no, he hasn't. And Clay, Clay was standing right there. And he's like, don't tell her. And I was like, okay. So oh. he waited until like husband and I were together. And, and then he said like he had, he had auditioned for it. He found out like a week before the audition and he loves the greatest showman. And so he sang a million dreams for the audition. And so that's what he's going to do in the talent show. Oh, how precious. I know. I'm so geeked. And I'm, I'm I'm trying to scale it back a little bit because, you know, the things that we're really excited about don't necessarily really excite them. But he is branching out. He's trying new things. He's stepping out of his comfort zone. He's just, he's kind of my hero right now. So. Oh, that's so exciting. Good job, Clay. My darling. <laughs> but I'm just so proud of him. And he's using his creative talents and things like that, too. And just to just like for the love of it, he's memor- like memorized all of these songs and stuff. And like push play and then push pause and then rewind it and then sing the words. And oh, but I got that one wrong. And like we'll go back. And that was even before he knew about the talent show. He just was like like embracing and uh, like soaking in something that he loves. And how cool is that? That's amazing. Love mm-hmm. it. That's the creative life, the creative process. Yes, I adore it. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about like what's art saving our creative lives. And maybe that's a really good transition for that because he's mm-hmm. taking all of these creative things and, and, and embraced those things and made it a part of his life. And so he's embracing his creativity right now. He doesn't know he's doing all of these things. He's just like living life to the fullest. And I think that's cool. Uh, so, but for those of us adults and maybe even some younger, younger kids too, who are trying to embrace our creative lives while also embracing um, other aspects of our lives, professional or personal and things like that, um, and also trying to live in this crazy chaotic world, occasionally we can get into like this mindset of like, ah, it's, these things are killing me. Like all of these things are killing me. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, husband and I grew up with the Sandlot, the movie, the Sandlot. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a reoccurring quote around our house. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ours too. <laughs> so. So I was listening to this episode of The Next Right Thing. It's an Emily P. Freeman podcast, and this is episode 222. And she changed, like, the whole perspective for me in just one question. And so her question was dealing with, like, an everyday, day-to-day survival-type perspective of this question. And I think that Joy and I have something to add to the conversation by kind of looking at it through a creative filter and, uh, and, and giving you suggestions for answers to this question, or at least our answers to this question. And that question is, (laughs) that question is what is saving our creative lives? So instead of what's killing us, we're going to talk about what's saving us today on the podcast. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm going to get us started with a couple of things, <clears throat> and these are both kind of more on the practical end of things. And one of them, the first one, and it's funny because uh, she actually, Emily Freeman, actually said this in hers, um, something very similar about morning routines. And I have heard this from so many people. Um, a lot of people have different morning, morning routines. Um, I know that there's, and I'm not going to remember the name of it, but there's like names that, that people have given to what they call their morning routines and they have, you know, five, six, however many things. Um, I call mine mindset matters, which is similar to another, uh, another one, but I tweaked it a little bit to fit my life a little better. Um, and this is something that I do not do every day. But it makes a big difference when I actually can do these six things every morning or, you know, get at least four of them in the morning and then work in the other two later in the day or something like that. It makes a tremendous difference in my mindset and in the way that I approach my day and in the energy that I have and in just so many things. So the six things that I do, it's pray, devotions. Those are two of the big things. Pray and devotions. Um, journal. And I also have on here write, and that can be, I've, I used to kind of make myself only check that box when I actually wrote something new, <laughs> but I've learned that that's not, it's not just about if I'm writing something new, like a new story or a new chapter or a new scene, or it's not just about that. It's if I'm editing a client's work, I'm writing when I'm doing that because, you know, I'm writing her notes. I'm, you know, pointing things out. I'm, you know, finding new words or different ways of saying things. So I'm writing when I do that. Uh, when I write our newsletter or when I put together social media posts, I'm writing when I'm doing that. And so I have taken a broader approach to what that word right means. <laughs> and it's kind of freed me up a little bit. And then the other two are to-dos. So it's just like looking at your list for the day and like kind of getting that in your mind and like knowing, okay, where am I going today? What are my, what's my focus? And that kind of thing. And then the other is exercise. And that makes a world of difference. Um, I wish that I could get up early in the morning and do it first thing in the morning and then shower and then do all these other things, all of these things in the morning. That doesn't work for me. Um, that's not how my life is because I have to teach my kids. I have a husband who half the time work super late. So I can't have a consistent, like I'm going to get up at 6am every day because I don't want to disturb him if he happened to close the night before and he wants to make it to 630 or something like that, you know, super late. Um, so there's no consistency for it in the morning. So what I've found is it seems to be working a little better for me at lunchtime is when I try to work out. Um, not all the time and not every day because sometimes I have projects that have to take precedence and um, have to take the priority, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But morning routines. So when I have these six things and I can kind of hit each one of them in some form or fashion in a day, it makes a big difference. And then, and what I keep looking at over here is my second thing. And this is my remarkable tablet. Okay, so Remarkable is, it's aptly named, <laughs> to, to be cheesy, I suppose. Uh, I My husband 
Saul about these tablets and he thought that they would just be amazing and we both needed one. And I looked at the price and I said, no, I don't need that. And if you want it, that's fine. You can get one for you. I don't need it. I don't need, we don't need to spend the money. But he won. <laughs> and so we actually, we got an older, uh, it's like the Remarkable One, and it's a refurbished one. So we got a pretty good deal on it, honestly. And it is a lifesaver. This literally saves my life every day. So on this tablet, it is not like an iPad. It's not, you know, there's not, there aren't apps. There's not the internet. There's no distractions. It is literally the PDFs and the templates and the notebooks that you put on it. So this tablet is my planner. It is my business planning thing. It is what I use for school. So it includes all of our grading. It includes all of our, um, you know, daily schedules, weekly schedules, yearly schedule, like the whole big planner. Like I have everything in here. Absolutely everything. When I write in my journal, it's in here. When I um, do, so for my kids, we do vocabulary. We get the word of the day from Merriam-Webster, which is super awesome and handy. I think I've mentioned that before. So when we do that, I jot down the words that we do with the definitions, and then you can convert that handwriting into text and email it to yourself. So I do that, and then all I have to do is copy and paste into our test for, you know, every other week we do that. So it is literally a lifesaver. It's where I take notes when we go to church. It's where um, for Boy Scouts, for my son, for American Heritage Girls, for my daughter, like I have folders for every single aspect of my life. And so all the notes are in this one place and it's pretty amazing. So definitely a lifesaver. Oh, I love both of those things. Um, I am in the same boat as you in a way because we already wake up at like 5.30 in the morning just to live our lives. And so morning routines and exercising in the morning, I really wish I could. I wish I could. I have to wake up at like 4 o'clock in the morning if I wanted to do something like that. So um, also I hate 4 o'clock in the morning. It's so early. It's almost like late. It's so early. I don't even know how that works. But... <laughs> But I, um, I have to, you know, I have to find a place for it somewhere because we had this whole episode with our creative trinity and how these three different aspects of our lives put together kind of forms um, something that puts us at our peak for everything that we do. And so that was like taking care of our body, taking care of our mind, and taking care of our spirit. And I think that you have like a little bit of that in, in your entire morning routine. So kudos to you. <laughs> Well, one of the things that's saving my life right now about my creative life, particularly, it might also be saving my personal life once I tell you what it is, <laughs> but um, it's mundane activities. So I never, ever thought that I would be thankful for like cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's thankful for that. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm about to give you a reason why. So um, like doing the dishes, ironing, vacuuming, sweeping, mopping, all of those things that I do repetitively, those actions actually give my brain a much needed rest from decision making and critical thinking, which I do all day long these days. Sometimes I get into work from seven and I don't leave until 545 and I don't take a lunch break. So that's a long, long time where I am making decisions and I am thinking critically. 
which is nothing but focus and like brain exercising. So imagine if you worked out for that long, like worked your body for that long, like what kind of rest would your body need? Right. Mm -hmm. So our brains need rest too, (laughs) unfortunately. So we, even after working, I still have a house to clean and kids to feed and, and all that kind of stuff. And my husband works as well. And he's a huge help in the house, but we both you just don't have time to do it. You know, like I can't just leave all of that stuff to him. It's definitely a partnership whenever it comes to these kind of things. So, um, because I don't have to think hard about what I'm presently doing when I'm doing these mundane activities, I can think of other things like say <laughs> stories. <laughs> so, sometimes I get some of my best story ideas or plot hole fixers or plot twists or character arcs or something like that while I am washing dishes. That's my like go-to. Like I generally, uh, when I'm washing dishes, it tends to just pop out there. So mundane activities are saving my life right now. <laughs> Also, (laughs) I tend to get a lot of pieces of ideas in the shower, which is a mundane activity, right? Mm -hmm. So there is a product called Aquanotes. Also, we're not like, we're not endorsing these products other than the fact that we use them and we love them. So we're not like getting money or anything like that if you decide to to purchase any of these things. Mm -hmm. I wish. <laughs> I'm, 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 I think I need to send an email to Remarkable because <laughs> like, let me let me be let me love an advocate you. for you. <laughs> <laughs> so in the shower, I have this thing. It's like a squeegee thing that's on my shower wall, and it's called Aqua Notes, and they are saving my creative life right now. Uh, this morning, I wrote four poems, like four drafts of poems, while I was shampooing my hair. That's awesome. Um, So I have the love notes version because that's what was on sale whenever I was purchasing these things. Uh, But I will say that husband and I have taken advantage of the opportunity to share some thoughts as well on the shower notepad. So it's twofold. It's saving my love life and it's saving my creative life. (laughs) That is the best. (laughs) So I feel like out of this should come somewhere, some sort of romantic comedy where you include a tablet in the shower. <laughs> well, I just I feel like this have, should be a thing. So here's some of the, the poems that I wrote. Like, so there's these little pieces of paper mm-hmm. right there. And there's two more pages right there. Um, it did come with two shower pencils. So one was red and one was just regular gray lead. Um, but the thing here is though, if you stay too long in the shower and you have too much condensation and it like drips down your paper, then it can smear the ink a little bit. So not much, but a little bit, but you want to make sure that you're like, you've got to hit that sweet spot. You've got to be in there long (laughs) enough to get the creative juices flowing, but you got to get out early enough before condensation (laughs) ruins your paper. So good to know. Good to know. Well, another thing that is saving my creative life right now are processes. (laughs) And so what I mean by processes is it's kind of a varied thing. So some of it is scheduling and planning, Um, you know, knowing like, okay, this week I'm going to focus on newsletters for the following month, or this week I'm going to focus on, um, 
some social media posts or, you know, things like that. So that's part of it, but also the way that I do those processes. So, you know, I have templates that kind of help me get started for the newsletters, for example. Like I have certain things that I like to share in my first newsletter of the month for my author newsletter and certain things that I share in the second newsletter of the month. So like I already know, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. And that just helps me get right in there so that when I do have that time to sit down and write my newsletter, I already know what I'm going to write. And in between times, like you were talking about the mundane activities, during those mundane activities, that's when I'm thinking about, okay, what am I going to write for my mini musing? You know, because that's in the next newsletter or, you know, whatever the case may be. So processes like that. Um, also, you know, just kind of having a system of how I put together graphics or um, what I decide to share when on social media. And, you know, I'm slowly getting back into social media because I've kind of taken a little bit of a break. Most of that was a, it was a necessary thing, but it was also an intentional thing. Um, and so I'm slowly getting back into that. So processes come into play there to kind of help with all of that. Um, and the same with, with the podcast, you know, we have podcast, uh, or we have, we have processes for how we approach the podcast and our, um, individual roles in getting the podcast out to you guys. So I have, you know, processes for how I do the show notes and the graphics and those kinds of things. And I'm sure May has that for editing as well. So it's things like that. So you said the word intention and I think that, you know, with the, well, you did something intentionally. Oh, social media. Yeah. You you took a break intentionally uh, for that. And I want to talk about intention too and the way that it's saving my life right now. Um, so intention, but specifically intention tied to a goal. If you're a fan of ours, you've probably heard me over the last few episodes talking about a writing retreat that I'm going to be doing in September. And so this writing retreat has given me something to strive for and a boundary to prioritize my writing in a way that I've only felt one other time before. And that is when Joy and I were co-writing Finders Keepers. The people on the other end of the goal give the writing work weight. So I find myself scratching out more time than before and getting creative with the ways that I find the time and scratch out these, these areas. So for example, I have taken my kids multiple times to the skating rink. Well, they have, well, they try out their brand new inline skates <laughs> that they got for Christmas. I am clicking away in a booth, um, finding all kinds of ways that I can work in the middle of crazy distraction and also a legit 90 soundtrack. Um, so, and that's nice. really distracting as well because you want to just sing all of the songs <laughs> that you haven't heard in 20 years. So, <laughs> so there's that. That's one way. Um, let's see. Not last weekend. Was it last weekend? Yes, it was. It was last weekend. I took them to the park because the skating rink was closed. <laughs> So we had to find a new way to get uh, creative with the way that I was going to work. And so I took them to the park. They had an excellent time playing and they got to do kid things while I got to do creative things. And it was uh, it was a beautiful day and it was a beautiful work session, too. So a couple of ways to do that. Um, oh, another thing is, too, we got some National Geographic kit 
kits mm-hmm. that uh, we got them for Christmas, but we had not actually used them yet. And so they dug fossils while I dug into some creative work. So <laughs> there's there's things that you can do and uh, and still be a part of your kids' lives. Like I got to watch them. I got to video them. You know, hey, mom, watch this. Yes, I do pick my head up out of the computer whenever they say, hey, mom, watch this because they are super important. And I don't think that it is um, like a parental fail to do something important while they're doing something important. As long as you like care about them and <laughs> and love on them when they need love. Yeah. So that is intention tied to a goal for me. It's saving my life. I love that. That's great. And this is very similar to my next thing is just kind of like focus, focus priorities and questions. And um, they all go together, I promise. But they definitely are saving my creative life. So I have, and I think I've mentioned this on here before, that you know my and my focus has shifted to specifically to readers, to to reaching out to and interacting with readers. Um, and so I'm doing several very specific things to reach that goal. And so that's part of my focus. Um, But also I have a whole lot of questions that I ask myself every day to help me figure out what my priorities are and what my focus needs to be. Because what I've realized is focus and priorities are kind of a rolling thing. Um, Because while my, you know, for example, my kids, uh, my husband, you know, they're the most important those priorities roll because, okay, I've spent, let's say, two hours watching a movie with the kids because they wanted to watch a movie. Um, But now I need to edit for my client or now I need to work on my own writing or whatever. So in that way, those priorities shift. So now I need two hours to work on whatever it is, you know, things like that. So understanding how things rotate, how priorities um, kind of switch up a little bit and how they can work together. And I do that by asking myself some questions, um, you know, things like, is this really important right now? Is this really worth the stress Um, for me right now with my uh, health issues? Sometimes I ask myself, is this worth the pain? And I have to answer that. Is it or is it not? And if it's not, then you know what? It doesn't get done today. And I rest. Um, And so those are some of the questions that I've kind of started asking myself on a daily basis to help me make sure that I'm remembering what my focus is and what the priorities are for, um, you know, whether it's priorities for this week or priorities for this day, or a lot of times, what are the priorities for this next 30 minutes? And, you know, asking myself those questions and reminding myself of these things that I've already worked through in my mind and on paper uh, of my goals and my, uh, my plans and all of those things, then I'm able to answer those questions. And so definitely saving my creative life. I think that sometimes we live in a society, or at least I know that, that this is how I've grown up and, and how I treat my professional life as well. And it's not super healthy. That it's like you just we will yourself to do more. And you keep pushing yourself because the job's not done. And if we're honest with ourselves in some cases, um, I know for me in my professional 
life right now, the job will never be done. There will always be a next step. Even when you finish a project, you have another project lined up right behind it. So what is the responsible thing to do? What's the long-term thing that you can do? You know, how can you best serve the project and the company or, you know, yourself as the company, you know, how can you best serve that aspect of you? And sometimes the best way that you can do that is by stepping back for a minute. So yeah, well done. Well done there. And, um, I empathize with you a little bit here because, um, I have a health issue as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> So it's been really interesting the last three months because I've been on some hormone therapy where I'm, I'm going into chemical menopause. So hopefully I'll be able to shrink a benign tumor that needs to come out of my body. It is in there. It is large. We don't like it in there. It's painful <laughs> and it's squishing all the other organs. <laughs> we don't like it. So um, with this uh, chemical menopause comes a lot of new things. So emotional things, but also physical things, which comes into the next thing that is saving my life. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> the menopause is drying out my skin really, really bad to the point where it like itches. And also the texture of it is changing, I'm assuming because of the dryness. But who knows? It could just be age. <laughs> so, so I took my kids to the store and I, was, I needed some lotion. And so we we're walking to the lotion aisle, which is not a very exciting aisle, guys. It's, you know, especially not for a seven-year-old and nine-year-old boy. So um, I said, guys, I need some lotion. You're just going to have to give me a minute, you know. <laughs> Just deal. You're, you've got a very active imagination. Use it. And uh, so my youngest son was like, oh, mom, here is the lotion that you need. And he picked up this bottle and he was like, this is gold bond creepy lotion. And I was like, oh, it's gold bond. What he meant to say was uh, crepe correction lotion. <laughs> so I found out that as your skin gets drier and a little bit older, it starts to look like a gray paper. <laughs> oh no. Y'all, this was a hard, this is almost like an existential crisis for me. Um, <laughs> not only does it look like crepe paper, but it gets really dry and it itches and uh, it's just a very uncomfortable feeling all over you. <laughs> so so, of course, I immediately picked up the bottle and put it in the buggy because it was such a cute story. I had to take it home. And um, so that's why I got the lotion. And you guys know why I need it. But here, let me tell you a little bit about why it saves my life. So my, it actually does do what it says it's going to do. So it does correct my crepey skin uh and so my skin doesn't itch it looks a lot better and this is really important for me as a writer and somebody who works on a computer a lot um there's no slick residue with this so it it like goes into my skin and after a few seconds of rubbing it in I can actually work with my hands again which is a big deal yeah that's pretty amazing I'm gonna have to get some of that creepy lotion <laughs> Some creepy lotion. I just love that he called it that. <laughs> You're 
here, mom, I've got the lotion for you. You need some creepy correction. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> That's one of those things like where as a parent, you just kind of have to laugh a lot. Otherwise, you might cry, but we're not going to cry. We're going to just laugh. <laughs> no, I did, I did choose to laugh that day. <laughs> Thankfully, the hormones were not like raging at that, comp- that moment, that particular moment. Um, there have been some interesting moments, I got to say, guys, on this hormone therapy that it, I don't know, it just kind of makes you question everything that you ever are or were. <laughs> so, <laughs> lots of craziness going on here. But I'm thankful for my sweet babies and how they make me laugh. And I'm thankful for Gold Blonde Creepy Lotion. It's saving my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) So my final thing that is saving my creative life is accepting and embracing the season. And this is something that I think I've referred to before, but I have had to make a lot of changes over the past few months, and I don't make changes gracefully. (laughs) We're so stubborn. (laughs) I like my plans, and I like my schedules, my schedules, and I like them the way they are because I come up with good ones. And yes, but things change. (laughs) So what I have learned is, um, and you know what, I'm not going to say that I have learned things, but that's not the point. The point is I came to a place where I had a lot of peace over the fact that I was supposed to have two books out last year and those two books are still in process. But you know what, I have a piece about it because I have also seen time and time again over the years that my timing isn't always the best. So you know what? There's a reason. And whenever those two books come out is the time that they were supposed to come out. And so I'm just, why am I going to fret? I'm just not going to. So I am completely at peace with where things are and how things are progressing because they are, they are progressing and that's encouraging. Uh, And I'm accepting and embracing the season that I currently am in. It's a season of a couple of things, a couple of big things. Well, I'm going to say three big things. One is dealing with my health and trying to get that in order because long-term that's super important for anything. Um, And so there's that aspect. There's the diet and the exercise and the supplements and the, you know, going to the doctor and having the blood tests and all of those things. Um, So there's that. There's also, um, you know, my husband and I are in a in a time of our life where we are studying some things together that we've never studied together before. And that's super important because it has to do with, you know, the faith foundation of our family. And so that is a priority and that's a super important thing. And then the third thing is, you know, I told y'all that we're last week of school, right? So after this year, my daughter's got three years left. Three. So Yeah, that whole, the, what is it? The days are long, but the years are short. It's so true. So obviously that is a huge priority in this season because I've got three years left with her and five with my son. And so, and these are, you know, pivotal years for them, you know, preparing them to, for whatever comes at the end of that three years, you know, 
Is it college? Is it a gap year? Is it the workforce? Is it, you know, what? What is your passion? What are you going to do with your life? And all of those things. So accepting and embracing the season, that those are priorities even over my writing, although the writing is going to continue. It just might look a little different than maybe I thought a year or so ago, but that's okay. And I got peace with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like that was a whole like sermon. So <laughs> <laughs> preach. <laughs> Can I just say amen? <laughs> amen. <laughs> Might even have a hallelujah going up. <laughs> so my final thing, and this is our 10th tip, I guess. You would, mm-hmm. call, would you call it a tip? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's just our 10th t- thing that um, is saving our creative lives right now. And so for me, it's a family that understands what gives me life. Mm -hmm. And um, so for my professional life, it was a really hard decision to make this job change a year and a half ago. And my husband really did give me um, his blessing on whatever decision that I made. And just having him say, I trust you and I'm confident in that you're going to make a good decision and the right decision for our family and for you was a huge deal for me. Um, so there's that, but as far as like my creative writing life goes, um, I'm really open with the fact that I write. So my kids don't see me write very often because it's either really early in the morning or it's really late at night, but they know that I have a book out because they've seen the book. (laughs) They've been to my readings, they've been to my signings and things like that. Um, but so, so what my kids do do as a way of showing, I think, support for for me and for the things that gives me life is they ask me about my books. Like, they ask me how they're going. The um, When they were at the reading, which I'm reading a poetry book about grief, so I'm sure it was really thrilling for them. <laughs> but, but they were attentive and they listened. And my older son actually said that it was like one of the best things that happened during the day. Now, I love that he said that to me, but I also know that that's probably not true because he like rode a bull riding machine and like did a whole bunch of jumpy houses in the same day. <laughs> but um, <laughs> there was a festival in our town. So, so as much as I love that he said that, I mean, I, I truly do like, but he was like, this is the, the best part of my day was like watching you do your thing. Um, I just, I, I, whether it was true or not, I just adore that he, said that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so also like on the creative aspect of it, you know, a husband doesn't get upset about the long nights where I'm podcasting. So we're building up our nonfiction brand together, our party writing life brand together, by podcasting into the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> and, um, and when we, when we first started, it would literally be until the wee hours of the morning. We had to put a cap at it. Yeah. So, <laughs> But, um, so he doesn't get upset about like the long nights and the long showers occasionally. So as I'm, <laughs> you know, if I'm in a really creative mood, <laughs> I use a lot of love notes, but, <laughs> but they're super proud of me. And that makes me simultaneously want to hide and also preen. <laughs> so I'm in this, like this weird, weird place because I'm like boosted up and 
the fact that they they care about me and they they have that pride in me. Um, but also, it's a little like, ah, don't leave me. <laughs> At the same time. But that's what gives me life, like having their, I don't know, admiration? Is that the right word? Like having their admiration? What do you think, Joy? Is that the right word? <laughs> yeah, that's a good word. Having their, you know, just just notice, having yeah. them see it, you know. Yeah, they see me, and they I guess they see how, you know, writing makes me light up. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, yeah, do that more. <laughs> so. And then it gives them the confidence to, you know, try out for a talent show. <laughs> yeah, I really think so. I think, yeah, I think so. The, and when we started all of this, too, back in, what, 2016, mm-hmm. that was the one thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to be a good mentor and role model to my kids and I didn't want them to see me settling mm-hmm. and I can say in 2022 I do not feel as if I'm settling in either my professional or my creative life yeah. wow that's a statement isn't it that's a huge statement and that's, that's a, a great one that's a statement <laughs> <laughs> well I think that it is time for a Corey challenge then yeah, let's do that. All right. So this is just going to be simple. You know. Hey, pup. Yeah, sorry. That would be a Romy. <laughs> She's shaking her tail feathers. Oh, I adore it. <laughs> All right. So here is your challenge. Ask yourself this question. What's saving your creative life? Take a few moments over your lunch break or at the end of a workout or a walk or in the shower <laughs> and jot down your thoughts. You might be surprised what you come up with. You might end up with a, a big statement like May came up with. If anything, maybe you'll stop thinking about what's killing you and start thinking about what's saving your life. And that whole mindset shift, you know, how Joy likes a good mindset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the truth. That whole mindset set shift just puts you in a different place to tackle your day. Mm-hmm. It does. So we hope you guys have a great week. Yes. And go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.